0: Welcome to The Matt Haycock Show, a podcast about business, money, and life. Matt has been making money and making mistakes for over 20 years. And in this podcast, he shares his thoughts and stories so you can improve your business, finances, and life, whilst hopefully avoiding the mistakes he and others have made along the way. Listen in and level up.
1: The only reason I survived was because I healed myself every single day. I made a mission that no matter if I was being beaten up or tortured or whatever was going on, I spoke to myself like my own personal champion, like my own personal advocate with so much love, so much compassion, so much kindness.
0: Hey guys, it's Matt Haycock here and welcome to another episode of The Matt Haycock Show. And today, I've got a guest who's joining us to talk about all things wellness and the importance of looking after our minds, bodies and souls. I think my my soul needs a bit of work, (laughs) a bit bit of cleansing. She is an award-winning writer podcaster, international speaker, and all-around expert on everything to do with stress management, Reiki mindfulness, and holistic performance coach. She's a co-author of the best-selling book, The Law of Brand Attraction, and I know there's going to be loads of valuable insights to take away from today's chat. So it's a hugely important area that we could all get to know more about. So welcome to the show, Alice Law.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: No, thanks a lot for being here. I mean, I guess, uh, if, you know, to contextualise a time, I mean, we are, what, mid-October 2020. We're very, very deep into, into career a covid time and a mental health something that's becoming talk, talked about well it was heavily talked about prior to covid but i think particularly now uh, as everyone's getting more and more pissed off with being locked in the locked in the houses and you'll hear anything from you know mental health is um so mental health issues are increasing through to mental health issues are a ticking time while waiting to go off because of covid uh, so i guess it's a, it's a great time to be talking about this i mean just to set the scene for you fashion designer to uh, i guess to stress expert mindfulness coach etc i mean how did that journey happen
1: yeah it was not what i planned that's for sure but it was um yeah i wanted to be a fashion designer thought um i went to go and work for Neta porter briefly after uni thought i wanted to set up my own line needed to get a job on the side so i went to go and work for a um like a russian finance company as a pa to earn some money and then was starting to do my you know designing of my line and then basically just got completely sideswiped by life events. And so I experienced what I call like stress in every dimension of my life at once. So our eldest sister sadly got cancer and that was like a four-year battle. And then we sadly lost her to cancer. And at the same time, our dad, um, very sadly, was under a lot of pressure financially from businesses, lost his, um, you know, lost his companies, had to sell our homes. And it was just sort of like completely... You know, you think the rug's been pulled out from underneath you. And I watched my dad really, really suffer with depression um later got made redundant myself because my boss has moved abroad had a breakup um just all these things kept happening and i realized i needed to cope with stress differently otherwise i wasn't gonna you know make it i was very anxious all the time and
0: how were you coping at the time I mean, were you were you kind of learning to cope for yourself or i mean were you, were you taking advice and external input
1: yeah i mean at first i was doing the classic thing that everyone does so you know distraction just going out <laughs> too much exactly and then just making myself even more anxious and because I was twenty five at the time, when it was, you know, around that time that I just got didn't get noticed because everyone was doing it, do you know what I mean? But I wasn't, you know, doing good the right things for myself. And I realized that something had to change and I was like, right, I just started learning everything that I now do. So I just delved into mindset work, mindfulness. I think the first podcast I listened to was Oprah Super Soul Sunday and all the amazing guests, guests she she took you know, has on. And I just started to develop a new way of thinking, being and doing and you know stumbled across like energy healing which i didn't know you <laughs> didn't know what the hell that was before was that the rating yeah exactly and um, realized how all pulled me out of this and how i needed to then use that so i started to and having you know we lost our dad to stress related illness just over a year ago And for me, I realise how important that is. And obviously, I
0: know it's probably a raw point still, but uh, so I don't want to delve too deep in it for you. But just so we understand, I mean, what what does, you know, I guess, what is a stress-related
1: illness that takes your life? I mean, Dad, he, well, he got cancer again, but that wasn't actually even what took his life. He actually died from a burst stomach ulcer that caused internal complications. Okay. You know, and you and think, the stomach also caused some stress. Yeah, exactly. It was five years of stress. And I watched him. I think that was the one of the greatest losses for me. It was watching him change from this charismatic, you know, dynamic human so happy to someone who was just completely overwhelmed with stress and grief and just watch that you know really change his mind his mindset and then eventually his health which was just really really awful to see and I just don't want other people to have to go through that themselves or watch people they love go through that because there's so many things to help us now
0: I mean why do you think there's so much more awareness of it now I mean is is it just that there's more awareness of it and it was always heavily there or is it you know that there is genuinely more of it now because I don't know maybe life circumstances are making us more stressed or or and again you know without let's say trivial Realizing certain people's you know, mental health issues, you know, do you think there's jumping on the
1: bandwagon as well with a lot of people? I think there's like the two sides to it in that there's a lot more stress because we, you know, for example, when we're stressed, you have macro and micro stressors. So macro are the big life events that like we're talking about, you know, divorce, death, losing a company, all these things. Micro are basically the little stress doses every single person in the Western world gets every day, unless they're Yoda on a beach. For, I'm Should late to work. I'm, exactly, I'm late for work. I lost my car keys. The upsetting new news headline all these things and these build up over time in the same way in your body and your mind as you know the big ones do unless they're dealt with so our system's constantly been flooded with these things when we live in this world that we now do where social media is everywhere and everyone's expected to be available all the time so I think that change has really you know seen an increase but equally when you say you know people hopping on the bandwagon i think with stress everything is completely unique to your perspective that you've had so what might cause me stress might not cause you stress do you know what i mean that kind of thing i mean i had someone on my podcast who said he had his dad was always in hospital when he was younger and then he didn't find hospitals stressful because he grew up with it. But, you know, when someone's thrown into that later in life, that's the most stressful thing they've dealt with because it's never been in their sort of like environment or their reality. Well, I guess,
0: yeah, I mean, a couple of questions, let's say from a per- personal perspective. I know we started to talk about this a little bit before we filmed. And, you know, for me, I've, you know, I've had, I mean, I don't consider myself a stressful person in the slightest, but, you know, I've had one or two major stressful you know events during my life was you know one which I talk about heavily is, you know, was my bankruptcy issues you know back in 2008 and I guess there's been other things along the way which caused stress but I guess you know for, for me my combating of stress is is understanding of a situation is having a solution you know is, is having certainty to that problem and you know I know like a lot of the time you know I, I might be you know getting stressed because I've got 20 five hours of work to do in, in, in 24 hours to do it. or so, you know, w- w- whatever the expression is. And, and a lot of people turn around and say, oh, you, you need a holiday. You need to turn your phone off and go on a beach and, and relax and my attitude is like what well, fucking planet are you on here if I, if I turn my phone off and go on a beach for a week then I'm going to come back with another week's problems and, and, <laughs> and more things you know more, more issues on top and you know for me the solution is is to to fix those issues you know to, to get the work done to to solve the problems you know whatever it may be maybe not take any more on in the meantime so I can actually get that done but you know, all the mindfulness and you know meditation and dark rooms in the world isn't going to fix those problems for me. You know, I I, I need I need to practically get 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 the stuff done. I mean, how how does that situation compare to you know, com- compare to issues where people are, I guess, you know, genuinely anxious and suffering, and and, and maybe the problems aren't so solvable. Yeah, I mean, I know that's like a long-winded story, question, but does that make sense to get a question out of?
1: No, it does. I think, for example, what you were saying, you know, you needing to deal with your problems in that situation, mindfulness and all those tools in that sense, what they help in that situation is help you to respond instead of react so that you can actually perform better to the stressful situations that you're having to deal with at work and you have that space in your mind so meditation for example it weakens a center in our brain nicknamed the me center which is basically your worry (laughs) you know your worry and when you weaken that from meditation that synapsis that connection you actually find you have that space to pause within yourself so you can actually deal with these stressful things more but you know for extreme you know anxiety and Um, stress and all these ongoing like actual you know emotions that people are feeling and dealing with every day I always say people you know you wouldn't expect to have a shiny white smile and not brush your teeth but everyone expects to feel amazing all the time but they don't look after their minds or themselves and so I think Being responsible for the fact that we live in this society now that is so fast-paced is so everything all the time we actually have to start treating our mind looking after it the same way you treat going to the gym you know make it as important as important as your body you know that's the sort of key to it all and then see how you have a sort of stable a stable base to then deal with things off when, cause these huge things are always gonna arise. And I'd love to say that no one's ever gonna experience stress. That's just not reality. But if we can learn to have this base, this strength to build, to deal, you know, all these huge things that happen off, you end up dealing with it a lot better.
0: I like to say. Obviously, everyone has different things that stress them, and 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 maybe you know, different levels of what they can take. And I know, obviously, over your career and and your life, you've met lots of uh, interesting people who you've you've probably learnt some lessons from. We were talking about a couple before we, again before we started recording. Uh, I mean, you know, t- t- tell me about some of those you know interesting characters, those extreme situations, and I guess what what you've been able to take away from it.
1: Yeah, I think I mean it's so I love you know hearing all these things from people. and I think one of the ones that really stuck with me most was um, a guy I had on my podcast He's a man called Nick Yarris who was on death row for 22 years in America for a crime he didn't commit for the rape and murder of a woman he'd never even met and he was put into prison at a time when DNA testing wasn't a thing so it was just you know awful that actually came out halfway through and he was slipped a newspaper that said, you know, DNA testing is now a thing. And he thought, this is how I get off because I know I'm innocent. It took another 11 years. He was in Pencil... You were on death
0: row for 33 for years? For 22, yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah, and
1: he was, um, he was in... Pennsylvania on a block that had a legal act of torture at the time so he was tortured for something he didn't do for 22 years horrific conditions he said guys committed suicide on the block every week you know and I said you know how did you survive and there's such a thing in the wellness industry and um, you know coaching industry you know positive thinking and positive talk to ourselves and I know the importance of it but I never knew how important it was until he told me this he was like the only reason I survived was because I healed myself every single day I made a mission that no matter if I was been beaten up or tortured, or whatever was going on. I spoke to myself like my own personal champion, like my own personal advocate, with so much love, so much compassion, so much kindness. That I actually healed myself, and he didn't even have to see a therapist or anyone after that awful experience of leaving that. And I just thought that's the power of actually talking to yourselves well internally. People don't realise how much of an effect. That internal conversation has on you you know it's the same emotional reaction inside if you say something horrible to me now as if I say something oh, horrible way. to myself <laughs> or something nice you know and that's the thing is how would you feel all day if you're going around and you had someone nice saying lovely things to you you'd feel amazing when you came home equally if you had someone following you around saying crap things to you all day sorry you would um you'd feel you know awful and that's exactly what we're doing to ourselves internally so the you know the greatest thing to learn from him is just how powerful that is and just being aware of what how you're talking to yourself. I mean it's probably more a question
0: for, for him than you, but I don't know if you know the answer but was, was he say did he not feel different during the second first 11 years as a second because yeah I can kind of imagine the positivity in the second 11 years you know when when you've when you've seen the dna testing and you and you know there might be a root out but for those first 11 years I mean he was just waiting to die every day and, yeah. he, and he, he still kept himself positive.
1: Yeah, he just he just said he had to because he was you know he also looked out for someone he now recently has just got released from death row after advocating for him since then and so it was like putting on something outside of myself like kindness as well as being kind to myself was the two things that got me through it any, any, any other stories any other people can share yeah it's, i mean um something that i learned we were talking about this earlier from camera mark and i it was saying that, um a guy who i interviewed who has a smart supplement brand called the heights it's for your brain and he had insomnia really badly and didn't understand why and he was in tech at the time and he then realized it was a nutritional imbalance in his brain from a protein and so many people have sleep disorders and everything that people suffer with now and i think it's so fascinating to know that this can actually just be like an imbalance of the things you need, the natural things you need. And that's now his whole brand. And it's, you know, an amazing smart supplement called The Heights for Your Brain. And I think I think one of the main things I learned from him is just thinking about, you know, going down the alternative routes instead of just thinking right i need to plaster on a prescription to this so many people choose that option because it's the easy way instead of healing themselves naturally and i'm not saying like there's not room for medicine of course that absolutely is
0: well that was going to be my next question i was thinking when you were talking about that that you know where do you draw the line between stuff that can be salt problems that can be solved with mindfulness with meditation with self-care and when does something become a genuine medical issue? You that needs you know that needs medicating.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's all down to you know trying it at the point where you're not at breaking points. So you know when you realise, okay, I need I need some help now. Trying those alternative routes and seeing how it helps. And you know, Reiki, for example, is actually the only um, you know alternative therapy that the NHS actually has for cancer patients and things like that. But So many people have this idea about Reiki being, you know, it's too woo-woo, what even is Reiki? But these kind of things, they can complement, you know, the other treatments. That's the point as well. You know, you don't have to have an either-or. And that's why I think having a holistic, you know, approach, to you know, your mindset and your health is really, really important. So
0: I always like to get some takeaways from these podcasts for, uh, for my audience. And I know you've got a, a five-minute morning routine. So that sounds, sounds a perfect, uh, perfect training camp for it. What, what, uh, what do we need to do and what would it do for us?
1: Yeah, I, mean, I will say this. Before you do your morning routine, the first thing I can say to everyone is the biggest thing is just put your phone on airplane mode before you go to bed and then don't put it back on until you've done your five minutes in the morning because what that teaches your mind to do again is respond instead of react to the day because if you pick up your phone straight away and you see upsetting headlines like they're everywhere at the moment or those stressful emails a million things you need to answer to, your brain automatically goes into react instead of response for the rest of the day. So you wanna have that space for yourself so do that (laughs) you know get an old school alarm or put your you know phone on airplane mode and have it away from you and then just first thing I do I say is gratitude in the morning so when you think of five things you're grateful for and you actually feel gratitude as well it's always connecting the link of the feeling to the thought so the physiology really ingrains it in your system then you want to think of five things and say them out loud or write them down and what that again does is helps your subconscious look for the good and rest of the day the things to be grateful for instead of the things to be annoyed with
0: would you say that's typically like the same five the same five things you think of before you start this process and you're saying it every day or do you kind of think on the spot
1: yeah i think on the spot definitely it's like it can be your morning coffee that day or something you think you're doing someone you love you know all these little things and it doesn't have to be some huge thing like even the smallest things really have an effect appreciating like your hot shower you know all those little things um then i always say you know moving on to meditation if you know for the five minute one, just doing two minutes of breathing meditation, and that's simply you know, we don't breathe well when we're stressed, we breathe very shallowly. And what that tells our body is that we are under attack. So, you want to say, like, everything's fine to your body, and take some really deep breaths and breathe actually through your diaphragm instead of your chest. So, just taking you know, two minutes to think, breathe in through your nose. It's a breath sequence I do called the 448, because it's really simple to remember. Simply breathe in for four hold for four and out for eight so you breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth and just you know repeat that three times in the morning and just like ground yourself just feel that calmness before you start Um, and then you know you want to move on to the end as just an intention or an affirmative statement so with an intention you know setting up an intention for how you want your day to go you know whether that's a feeling like i intend to be happy today or whether it's actually you know, you wanted to intend to have a good meeting if that's where you're going first so set an intention because that's a really powerful thing for your mind and your energy so when it comes to energy the expression is you know focus goes where energy flows and energy (laughs) flows where focus goes so if you set an intention you're telling your mind and your energy that's what you want to get out of the day and that's a really positive thing to start with Cool. Well, thank you very much. I will. I will start by putting my phone on airplane mode. Yeah, I, I, do. I think even
0: before I meditate, I know that's. Uh, yeah, I'm always looking at looking over at the, uh, the bedside table through the night, and uh, I think you know we're probably maybe a point to talk about earlier. But I know over the last year or so, I have very much tried to try to not get distracted by you know by so many things like that it's, it's very easy i know like if, if i'm if i'm busy uh you know when i sit down in front of the telly at night i've always got you know i don't so much anymore because i'm getting better but you know up until a year or so i'd always have my laptop there kind of trying to do some you must to do some work but the reality is for that two or three hours i'm looking at it if i got five minutes useful work out of that two hours you know it's it's a it, probably be top end i think uh you know it's it is then trying to put the effort into relaxing and concentrating on having you know the quality time rather than the quantity time
1: yeah definitely
0: but thanks a lot for being here obviously you have some really interesting points and some really interesting advice where can people hear more find more where can they listen to your podcast
1: yeah thank you it's um lawali life so it's my name backwards seeing things from a different yeah. perspective <laughs> l-a-w-a-l-i Um, And then Life, L-I-F-E. And that's my name for my podcast and Instagram um, and uh, my website and also, uh, you know, LinkedIn and uh, Facebook, so it's all under that name, and my name, Alice Law. So, yeah,
0: perfect. Well, thanks a lot for being here, and guys. Thanks a lot for listening. Thanks a lot for watching. Hope you enjoyed listening to Alice as much as I did. I'm definitely going to look forward to trying some meditation with my phone turned off tomorrow morning. If you like the podcast, make sure you press like. Uh, if you don't already subscribe to the YouTube channel, please subscribe. You can get us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts, YouTube, Insta everywhere so make sure you check it out and tell your friends i look forward to seeing you again next time
1: Thank you for listening to The Matt Haycock
0: Show. For more Matt, check out his YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash Matt Haycock. Or go stalk him on Instagram and Twitter, The Matt Haycock. And we'll see you soon.